Drink of Ages Radio Show is brought to you by Wild West Brewfest, happening November 3rd through 5th at Typhoon Texas Water Park in Katy. Three days of badass events and lots of great beers to try. Voted the number one beer fest in North America for multiple years in a row, Wild West Brewfest is a great time. Live music, games, food, and a whole lot of beers from the best breweries. Actually, over 500 beers from over 60 breweries. Get tickets now at wildwestbrewfest.com. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Drink of Ages Radio Show here on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman, Tom Painter, DJ Muscratch. We're all hanging out on the north side of Houston at Southern Yankee Beer Company. What's up? Hanging out. Good things are happening. Uh, actually, a lot of good things are happening. Beers are <laughs> happening. Pizza's happening. Uh, is it pizza, John? What, 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 I mean, this is like a, a veggie concoction. Yeah, but it it's is, on. It's but on it's dough. Good. It's on dough. It's delicious. Yeah. Is it in a slice? Yes. It's when, slice. When, when people tell you you need to eat more greens, pizza slice greens. <laughs> so this week we are we're sitting up here at Southern Yankee. Uh, two locations. A lot of people ask me, where are you going to yeah. be? You know, up here on the north side, 1960-45, or are you going to be uh, West Alabama at the Craft House? We'll mm-hmm. get into all that fun stuff. But our guest, Sydney Bradley. Hello. Which is not what I called you last time we were hanging out. It was Sydney Porter, Sydney Porter Bradley, Sydney Bradley, any of them apply. And Jess Porter <laughs> hanging out. Hello. So uh, we got the first time, little father, daughter. Yeah, it's yeah. first time. Show going uh, on. My dad's done a show, and since we, like, maybe the first this two months a- we were, like, about to open, and we did a podcast. It was Liquid Lunch, I think. And then, and then he's got a full-time job. So he's got a he's got a he's got a big boy job. I, I and so we're here all the time. <laughs> so I, I understand. I, I'm the supporter in chief. Yeah. Yes. And I take credit for everything they did because without <laughs> me putting them on this earth, they, 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 they wouldn't be happened. here and yeah. we wouldn't have beer. I would yep. know. So I would, it's all me it's all and my because, lovely uh, wife, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> I would go beyond that, Dad. This is holy. This is like your dream that we hopped on. Like this was your long-term thing. You were like, you would be cool if I owned a brewery, and then we were like, that would also be cool. <laughs> yeah, and then we but did it. you know, the level that you guys and you and Alex have taken it is, <laughs> has really impressed me and your mom. And it, I take oh. most pleasure in watching it happen. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it started off. I remember the first time we came by here, it was like, man, okay, good, nice little tap room. Yeah, you know, beers are good, all yeah. that. And then all of a sudden, it was like, a lot more is going on. Your beers yeah. are getting to a lot of places, and so yeah, I mean, I mean, trying to. Every time I, every time I look up, there's a new beer on tap. For sure, that's that's that's, that's like that's the craft. Thing. Yeah, that's that's well, that's our style. I mean. I don't think even when I was doing home brewing, I never rarely brewed more than one beer at a shot. I would I would brew it and then I want to change it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Homebrew Run kind of sucked me in a lot. And so, well, we had the homebrew shop. So that, that also, we were brewing a lot because we needed beer for the homebrew. Sure. Need, needed, like, I'm throwing up the finger. Yeah, you got to have a keg. Yeah, we got to have we right. have to have stuff on tap you all the time. You got to serve the customers and have them want to come back. Yeah, so they come in, they get to sample it. It had nothing to do with us and our late night parties and whatnots. But, <laughs> but yeah, so we were we were brewing a lot of beers. But to sit, sit back and go, okay, I need a brew these five all the time or seven all the time and i need to come up with eight more recipes that's actually going to taste good because most of mine well a lot a lot of them didn't taste all that great especially the beginning once you know the ingredients though and like once you know the process you know your equipment it's kind of like i had someone oh you have a pilot system right and i was like the brewery is the pilot system and i'm the pilot and and i'll i mean there are some that didn't turn out great, but I want to say my track record is pretty good. It we've is we've pretty dumped good. five I th- beers I think in we've four dum- years. Dumped very few beers, but I know exactly five beers, <laughs> and I know go. exactly which ones, and I know what happened and what what went wrong and what and what what it was. But that's that's having pride in the yeah. craft, though, right? You get some production breweries that will take a bad batch and they'll mix it into blend a blend it. They'll blend it with their other batches and say, yeah. ah, nobody will notice. Or which, they'll call it another style. Or yeah. they'll call it another and style. Which, Go ahead and release it. I think that happens more frequently. <laughs> it happens a lot. And that's no. I don't think that's bad brewing. I think that mm. is knowing what you've made. Right? There's too many people that are, like, stuck on what they thought they were making, and then it turned out something different, and they're still calling it what they wanted it to be and not what it turned out to be. That's, like, every GABF, like, winning exactly. category. That's why Mexican lagers win in the cream ale category every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Or when St. Arnold wins the last, and I don't know if they won last year, but their they're, uh, Oktoberfest in their Scottish ale category. I mean, you're <laughs> picking the right category for what it is, not necessarily what you want it to be. That's true. Yeah, like, like our Cali boy, like, the one we submit for JBF. Sure. Like, we had, he had a problem, like, kind of, like, so, like so, some of the tanks, like like keeping up the cold, like we couldn't, like like all of a sudden, it's fluctuating. Like, yeah. Well, no, we have a pale ale. Yeah. <laughs> like and, 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 rebrand. And it's, and, and, it's and, and it's well, I mean, it'll enter that category, and it'll be Cali boy. I was like, so what happens if we if we win in the pale ale category? We will now be making many like, pale ales. But, like, <laughs> dude, but 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 then the trailer is gonna be this long history of things like pizza poured and stone and, and a yeah. long history of of like yeah so and so wins in this it's not that but yeah. it's um, you know well Cali boy started in California nice and tanned <laughs> ended up in Houston for a while now it's a pill well it works out it's a West Coast IPA and also won a World Beer Cup in the Imperial IPA category. Congratulations! Because, they, they, they up the, because he up the he up the ABV yeah. in it. He's like, yeah. I think this will stand out more. And then at one, it's just like uh, we need to adjust the labels on all the beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I mean that's part of uh, so that's that's like one of those distinctions. And and I I've talked to people that have open breweries like from home brewing. Because a lot of times when you're when you're in home brewing, it's like I've created this. And when you look at it, I'm like, is it really that? Or right. what can you do in minute right. changes that makes it better or turns it into a style that it actually is? Yeah. And so I've, I've met a few people, and my, my biggest advice is, like, know what you've brewed, not necessarily what you wanted to brew. Not what the recipe says. Exactly. What is the product? What's the final I remember product? very yeah. vividly right. the first homebrew I ever made, because I professionally brewed before I actually homebrewed by myself. So we would homebrew together. Wow. 
but I was on a professional system as an intern before I brewed a recipe by myself. And the first time I brewed by myself in Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to make a red ale and I like switched a grain and it turned out to be a phenomenal stout. <laughs> it was like Left a turn. wrong yeah. grain that I had added. Like, I, I don't know what I did in the process, but like, it's obviously not a red ale anymore. And so like, this is now the mistaken stout. This is, yeah. Enjoy. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is the red spirit. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that absolutely happens. For sure. Because, uh, but... When you're home brewing, you know, it could be like your grain bill, everything's right for that stout or for your red ale, and then all of a sudden your temperatures were a little off or you didn't really quite Oh, no, match I definitely mixed like Kara or... Red and like Carafa. Oh, okay. It was like a very mistaken, like yeah. early brew days issue. The, the subtle things you're talking also happened. Oh, for sure. Right? But this was not that. <laughs> no, it was not this that. was the gross error. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was also 100%. Back in the day, you used to go to the homebrew shop. And you go to the homebrew shop, be like, hey, I have this recipe. They're like, ah, man, well, we don't have these hops, but we have these. We don't have this yeast, but we have this one. And we don't have these grains, but we have these. <laughs> well, you We're just like, totally okay, changed my recipe. A whole yeah. different recipe. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, it'll turn out to be a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you will drink it. You will like it. And that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, beer as a hobby, like, you will make beer. Whether it's drinkable or oh, whether yeah. it's delicious or whether it is what you wanted is it very stay, different. Stay in the tank longer than right. you wanted. And not, you actually only lagered this beer, but it's okay. Yeah. But when it will be first beer. Brewing, when you're first home brewing, especially when, you know, I started home brewing in the early 90s, way before there was home brewing kits. You know, it was, it was just the, the science of what can I make? And, and, I made some really, really bad beers <laughs> in college, but I was in a group with other home brewers, and we had Friday night beer tasting where we would start with the good beer <laughs> and end with the bad beer when you really can't taste well, the difference. It doesn't matter anymore. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure you still have that one bottle that you've had. I do. From like, it's no, like, no. 50, not, no, not 50 years. It's, it's like aged. at least 30 now years could, old. Now, now it's aged It's beer, vinegar at this point. <laughs> and I could sell it as aged beer, vintage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know if I want to try that one. <laughs> no, it's no, there to yeah, look at. That's there. a prize. It's from it's 1990, there to look at. 1992. I have family because I labeled... Uh, a bunch of beers, you know, and all this stuff, and my own labels and everything. And they still have them. They never drink them. And I'm like, yeah, man, just, just, just leave that on the shelf. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a nice thing to look at. Yeah. It's an heirloom. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. You At know. This point, would just, you rather have my just, ashes or no, 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 my let's, beer? Let's think about that for a minute. Let's think about <laughs> the wine that's been dug up. It's good. From the Pharaoh time, and and they <laughs> and they go, wow, this. This is still here. That's prized. Or, I mean, they found boats, right? Like sunken ships. Yeah. They saw rum. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. There was a couple. Uh, there was a couple. There was. I don't know where it was. It was probably like Dogfish Head or something. That they they like harvested yeast from a bottle that was under the ocean for like hundreds of years or something, and they made something out of it. I don't remember, but I read it and I was like, that is, like. 
really cool, but also, what? Is it going to be I've, good? I've seen movies yeah. that didn't end up very well when stuff like that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like society fell. Yeah, but yeah. my saved bottle is going to be a relic in something akin to the Smithsonian. Oh, for sure. In some future civilization. Someone's going to open it and be like, this is what they drank back then. It's like, no, no it's not. <laughs> no, it's Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> It's why that that generation died. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is the cause of that civilization diving out. <laughs> That's why it took a few more cycles for the human race to live. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Just watch there you it. Go. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, but but it would be. I mean, I would like to try some some rum. You know, from uh, Sunken Ship, Preston, from... Uh, yeah. Yeah, he has a bottle. He has a bottle of Sunken Ship rum. Of Sunken, rum. yes. And well, all right then. So we need but a... But you can't open that. That would be well, sacrilege can, yeah. to open it. I know, I know. At least we, it's not looking. So then it just stays there forever? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's like someone should drink it. <laughs> I mean, there, it's like one of those, like, end-of-the-world bottles. That's true. You know, well, something has to, either is like a major celebration or it's kind of like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> so, 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 pretty much. So, like, that's, that's so, it. So, I have one of, the, I, have, I have literally one of those. Well, two, like, so when Gary and I, when we bought into No Label, mm-hmm. we, we both got these wax tip perpetual piece Oh, yeah, bottles. fancy. Yeah, like at the time, and like, and, and it's sitting on my shelf, and, and I was, and I, and I look at it, and I'm like, like, when is the right time to actually drink this? Like, yeah. I mean, because it's like... It's like, really how you look at it, though. Because it's like, we yeah. got it when, when we signed on, and then, yeah. like, and like... It's like, a trophy. I mean, pretty much at this point. <laughs> for, for me, though, it's like, it's, I, I, I am very much a, not opposed. I just, I'm, I don't hop on to this whole, like, heavy beer cellaring thing yeah. that is a big hobby for a lot of people just because well, for I'm me I'm not selling it I'm like waiting for <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for that moment right Sure you're waiting for that moment which is that's a different thing But 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 I'm also like I'm not looking to I, I can trophy the bottle fine and live off, off the <laughs> you know but like cuz you're looking for the like when's the right time to Yeah It's right? it's more like usually usually and there are some things and some beers that aren't fitting into this but usually when a brewery or brewery a brewer or a brewery is putting out a beer, that's when they want you to drink it. Like, put it, drink it. Don't buy 12 cases and hoard it in your basement for 10 years and then at 10 years going on tap say, it doesn't taste good. Why? Yeah, but at the same time, every brewery saves, like, cases of them so that they all, like, every, a lot of anniversaries I've gone to, they they like to break out some of the old bottles, like, hey, this is from five years and four years and three years and two years. I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's some cool. some beers, like some beers age. Yeah. Some yeah. some beers age well, but I pulled out some uh, 2011s over at Big Owl the other day, and and so yeah, some 2011 beers, and they were. I mean, some of them were, most of them were still really good and drinkable, but. Yeah. Well, unless you're to those big brew houses, you aren't. You aren't. You don't have the space to even like. No. People ask us like, like you guys get any 2016 perpetuals hiding in the back? <laughs> I was like, we barely have last year's perpetuals. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 we, were we barely have present year yeah. beers. Like, yeah. Like, like it's, it's selling out. Like selling all the beers that you make at a brewery is actually a good thing, That's right? That's a great. And, and then having That's space like to I just think. save yeah. save more on a whim. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. We're just it's like we're not we're not thinking that far ahead. I, we have so, a big bill coming up next month. Uh. <laughs> the first brewery I worked at in Connecticut called Outer Light Brewing. It was there. Uh, we made a beer for their first anniversary, and it was some big event or something. And and we hadn't like pulled out some kegs in the back of the cooler, and we thought we had like completely gone out of this like imperial barrel aged stout or whatever and i was cleaning out the fridge and i was like you know there's two kegs back there and they're like oh that's cool and like it, it's just sometimes it just gets hidden away if you have a big enough cooler mine mine is like jenga <laughs> times five like yeah. to get to anything you gotta pull out everything well it's but. amazing how a box can somehow just turn like a, like an old dirty box and actually like you <laughs> all of a sudden it's like is this a case of barrel aged like like what happened oh yeah it was like like three years ago we barrel aged a beer and we lost a case i was like oh my god it's just hidden somewhere don't tell anyone (laughs) (laughs) that happened the first year we did a chardonnay barrel aged saison and i had like put away like a case or something and it got in front of it i put shelving and i completely forgot about it and i was like cleaning behind it I was last year, I was cleaning behind it, and I was like, what is that? And then I opened it, and I was like, oh, it's literally that. I was like, nice. And so, I mean, sometimes there's, like, little oh. little presents back there because you forget about it. Little Easter eggs. And sometimes only, hiding in the cooler. That only happens, though, in, in a Jenga refrigerator. Oh, yeah. But if everything is organized and no. everything is set and well, everything what, has its what place. What also happens is, like, four-year-old uh, broccoli you're, cream ale. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to find those nuggets in a in everything a, goes in its place. Which I will tell you, most craft beer places, I would say most, there may be a few in there, but most are kind of that cluster of just. You it's fit a cluster. It in. Just get yeah, it in there. Just get it I in. don't care how it looks. As long as nobody's going to die, we're cool. Man. Right? I've said that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's get some more beers. Let's take a break. This is Drink of Ages Radio. We're hanging out here at Southern Yankee Beer Comedy. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Trevor Brown from Lone Pine Brewery coming at you from Magnolia, Texas, home of Yellow Rose IPA. We're new in cans. I don't know if you've seen. We're now in aluminum. Yellow Rose, Gentleman's Lotus Nitro, Jabberwocky, and Zeno's. We'll be doing seasonals and Zythopal releases every quarter. So join us at our beer garden, open seven days a week. We've got live music, food trucks. Kids and dogs are welcome as long as they're nice. Find us at LonePine.com on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, everybody. Hey, y'all. This is Andrew, the Mayor Mitchum, owner and brewer at Senate Avenue Brewing Company. Here's the top five reasons you should bring the whole family to come and see us. Number one, air conditioning. Number two, tasty cold craft beer brewed by yours truly. Number three, burgers, tacos, pizzas, and pretzels. Number four, brunch on Sundays. Number five, our cozy, breezy patio. Drop in any day of the week for lunch or dinner. We'll save a table for you. Deca Beer Company off 494, just north of Kingwood, is a brewery you should know about and stop by. 20 taps with rotating experimental beers and other excellent beers brewed true to style. Nice air-conditioned tap room for the whole family and a large patio with beer, wine, cider, soft drinks, plus food trucks on site. Also a great place to hold your next event. Tap room is open Wednesday through Sunday and look for Deca Beer Company on tap around the Houston area and check them out online at DecaBeer.com. That is D-E-C-A Beer.com. 
They have something for everyone. Hey, good beer drinkers. This is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindle Tap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindle Tap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers and stouts. Definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play, though. Nine-hole championship putt-putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air-conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindle Tap Brewery. Spindle Tap, that's T-A-P, SpindleTap.com. Hi, it's Tom from No Label Brewing down in Katy, Texas. Come out and visit us seven days a week in historic Katy, right between the silos. If it's the weekend, it's live music, it's beer releases, it's food trucks, vendors, HX markets, more. Can't make it on the weekend? Don't worry, we're open seven days a week. So coming out for bingo nights, trivia nights, run clubs, there's so much going on out here between the silos. So if you're looking for craft beer and a good time, come out to Katy, Texas, come out to No Label. Key T Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. Key T Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KeyTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KeyTWellness.com. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. We are back hanging out at Southern Yankee Beer Company, Sydney Porter Bradley, Sydney Bradley Porter, Sydney. Works. Sydney. The names. The names. Sydney, Sid, Miss Sid. Sid, Squid. All of them work. Just Porter. Hello. Also, <laughs> hanging out. Uh, we are here on the north side of Houston. And we're talking mugs. Mugs? mugs. Yeah. Mug mugs. Mugs. And mug uh, clubs. Uh, mug clubs. These guys have one. Mm hmm. We have two, technically. We have two, two technically. So. Technically. Uh, I'm a member. Have been for, I think, two years now? I want to say two years. Yeah, it's yeah, been two, two years. years. Yeah. yeah. They um, So the first time, one of the first times I was here, whenever they had the Mug Club, they had a wait list. Yeah, we still have a wait list. Yeah. And so I got on the wait list. And then it was like sometime around December... Yeah. Like like Alex sent out a thing and it was just like all right here's all the like here's all the people that haven't re up so we have this yeah. many, like many spots but these are the numbers that were given up yeah and like just tell us what number you want and I'm just I'm like I'm like uh, you know the, I'm never the, in this part of town the y- number was yada, free and then yada 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 <laughs> it was like sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I pay you the money today. <laughs> we gonna pay for ten years. <laughs> well, so it's like, so, it, but it's like, it, but it's like season. It's it's like legacy football season tickets. Like 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 if you give up the seat, you don't get it back. That's right. Like, if you miss wow. out on re-upping, it's. Sometimes people just forget, or they're like, "Oh, they got we've had hit a by a car." That come like three <laughs> weeks something. later, and they're like, "Oh, I forgot." I was like, ah, "Sorry, man, somebody bought your number," and they're like, "Oh, damn!" And they're on the wait list again. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's funny. So I, I really, uh, outside, outside of like anniversaries or situations like this, I don't really get into this side. I've been to the craft house mm-hmm. much more often. The uh, or going to the airport. <laughs> or coming oh, back. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the perfect spot. For sure. It's 10 yeah. minutes yeah. Till, to, yeah. to Bush. Yeah. But but on the Mug Club, just, you know, 
we do give fair warning. Oh, for sure. It's right. not just oh, like... Oh, no, so <laughs> it's not one notice and then, hey, you didn't buy, you're no, out. I send like There's four emails. plenty of fair warning. And we put it on Facebook and we tell everybody like, hey, it's time. You've got like three weeks. Just let you know. So there's definitely warning and stuff. But we, we have one here. We have 100 numbers here in at the brewery. And then the, the craft house is a smaller group of 50 just because of space to store the mugs. So sure. we have 100 here. And then even here, there's like a stratification of people that have a mug, but they want to be on the wall. Because they're only one through 50 is on the wall, and then 50 through 100 is on a shelf. On the shelf under the wall. So, so even with that, people will be like, can I switch a number if it's on the wall? And I'm like, absolutely. We'll put a little star next to your name. And then when re-upping comes, if anybody on the wall comes off, usually the people that are on the shelf want to be on the wall. <laughs> it's called class. Oh, I mean, okay. Right? I mean, it, it's class. Do you, do you find class. Like most of the mugs are regulars, or what's the... I would that? say, I mean, every year about... I, I've done it so far for four, year, for four years, three years re-upping, about 30% don't renew. And then on top of that, I mean, one, two, three, four, five mug club members are in here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, they're definitely our regulars. The people that, I mean, we've had some people like, um, there's a couple, Don and Laura, they have been mug clubbers for four years. There are people that have been literally mug, and now they're like, we should get something that distinguishes us. We've been here for four years. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll get you a maybe little. Maybe at the 10-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> maybe five years. Maybe, go, maybe five celebrate years. Five years, five you put year. a little trinket on it, right? Yeah, just like you, little, they want like jewelry. Something. They're like, yeah. I want I want bling. But, but it's a different mug every year, right? It's a different mug every year. So like for you, like you'll take this mug home, and then we'll get a new mug, with the, and we'll put uh, the numbers on the bottom. And then uh, that mug will be yours if you re-up on that. Sure, so yeah. you get to take the, that year's home, and then you get a new... I try and do a different like style. mug, different style, different shape, or a different print. Something to distinguish it every year. So so you guys are doing the the, year, the annual one. Mm-hmm. So it's like some, some places do the, 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 the lifetime. lifetimes. Yeah. Um, some places do the annual. So yeah. it's, it's, it's always interesting. Some do see. the monthly. Just like monthly, monthly, yeah, monthly. Oh man, that's a lot wow, of work. Wow, that's tough. That sounds like a lot of work. That's work yep. for the customer. I mean, work for the customer, work for me yeah. too. Like, yeah. you know how many emails that is? Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time I, wrangling the hundred people we well, have here every once a year. The monthly, the monthly probably doesn't come with a number, right? Oh, so the monthly okay. is just a mug like a that you can come. Yeah, like a membership. I got you. Yeah, monthly so a little membership. easier. And they probably don't keep the mug either. No. Nah. Okay. No, they just get to drink out of that mug. It's yeah. just a different glass at that point. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think mug clubs are pretty good, man. I, I like them. I think they're, they they do well. They, for one, uh, when you have a good tap room going and you have a lot of people showing up and they want, they want to support you, that's a great way for people to support you. When did you get your mug club? When you were at Drink of Ages, the bar. Oh, man, I started that one right after it opened up. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there was the one thing. When I moved down here from Connecticut, and I, I, up there when I was working in beer, everywhere had mug clubs. It was was just ubiquitous. Everywhere, even beer bars, they had, like, everywhere. And when I moved down here, I would go to all these breweries. I'm like, why don't you have a mug club? And they're like, what? (laughs) 
And so then like we had that, ours, uh, and then they started popping yeah, up, yeah. and I was like, "Do it." I like to say Dream yeah. Ages was the first one in Houston that That's started what my people club. Have said. And, and uh, I was like, "I can believe that." Yeah. Because it's it's smart, right? It's giving the people that you like. It's a give and take, right? So you're giving your regulars a discount. A lot of times. So we give our, our regular, like the people that have mug clubs, they get a discount. They get a little bit more beer for the discount. And then, like, we do mug club parties and things like that. And then you're also building your regular base. You're building, I mean, there are people that have been mug club here and they've met friends and now they hang out outside of the brewery. Yeah, yeah, like, special It's a mark, community. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, cool. Sure. Yeah, there's definitely, like, this type of mug club and then you got your St. Arnold. Lifetimes. Well, the tankard mug clubs, you know, <laughs> like, this is whole different. But it's funny, so, like, Demon and I, we were in Montana, and we were in, like, uh, like one brewery, and, like, like, or we went to three breweries, but they all had mug clubs. Yeah. But one of them was, like, it was, like, a little a basement just full of mugs. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really was. It was. It was probably about a quarter the size of this place. Wow! And you walked in from the street down into the basement, and well, it was, it was like a you know, like a quarter the size this way, but the whole thing was like a long hallway. It was long. <laughs> wow! And like, wait, were you in Missoula? No, this, no. Is, this is beautiful. Okay, I was like, there was an. So I've been to Missoula. I had a friend who grew up there, and and there's a brewery that's like almost exactly that. But in Missoula, but, and but, they just had a patio outside. And everyone's like, <laughs> that was like the only difference. Everyone's like buying beers for other people, putting them in the mugs, and, yeah. all, like, and all that stuff. It's all like you see a bunch of balls, like, and then was like, what are those? Oh, those are beers because oh, that's so smart. Somebody else, like ping pong balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay for the yeah. beer. Yeah. Or like so we had the buddy board. Or it'd be like IOUs type things, and they go into the. Yeah. Decca actually, Decca has they do the ping pong balls. Yeah. For negative reasons, right? Yeah, it's for not showing up. Oh no! So every every month, if you're not there, you get a ping pong ball put in your glass. Oh wow! That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. We should have good delinquency. We should steal that and and give them thanks. But we should have two colored ping pongs. Well, so what? Free beer, ping ping pong, and a negative and beer a shame ping and a shame ping pong. Well, so this was beautiful. I'm trying to picture right now. Is a wall of mugs. So we did have. uh, (laughs) I would not want to administer that program. Before we (laughs) took it down, because people weren't using it as often as we had planned, we had a buddy board. And so you could buy people a beer, and their name would be on the wall. And every, uh, it was like every two months, I would look at the people who hadn't claimed it, and then I'd put it in our book of shame. You could still come claim it, but when you did, we would ring our shame bell. For anybody that came in, and that was a lot of fun for a while, but then shame, <laughs> then shame, we just, shame. We stopped doing that as much because we had one customer that wasn't very happy about the shame bell. <laughs> uh, I got shamed one star review. <laughs> not not happy with being shamed. An- another bar with many mugs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, our passed out friend. That's true. Oh yep. my God. This is the other owner of No Label. He's oh, very nice. <laughs> very professional. He's, he's just wonderful. taking a break, taking a nap. Yes. Yeah, it, it was a long weekend, Tom. <laughs> it was. That's a moment in time. We also got poisoned from the water at Butte, Montana. <laughs> so it's, 
Oh, it, yeah. Sorry, there's John right over there. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there you go. Everyone's just casually just talking as their friends pass. I mean, up. we're all we're all we're all doing well, right? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so you know, you, sometimes we drinking a lot. You wake up at three o'clock in the morning, you're like, oh, I need a glass of water. So yeah. I walk down to the sink. Pour me a big glass of water, drink it, and it, I don't know if you ever put like a handful of pennies in your mouth. Yeah. But that's pretty yeah. much what it tasted like, and I think I probably like <laughs> took ten years off of my life <laughs> that weekend. And it wasn't because of the liquor; it was because of the poison water that we drank. Okay. So it was uh, it was quite the adventure. Sounds in delicious. Butte, in Butte, Montana, the uh, highest, the most, uh, it's, it's, it's the largest Irish uh, population per capita in the U.S. I feel so like I saw that on Facebook. It was a really you guys definitely great. It was St. Patrick's Day. The entire town literally shuts down. Like, like no, it's like a ghost town. You're walking wow. around and no oh, yeah. one's there. There's a lot of small towns. I, I grew up in Idaho, so small I know those small life. towns. Yeah. Yes. Small town life hey, is different. It's different. Well, it's, well, it's like it a is. dying town. It's a dying mining town in, in Montana. And like, it's For like just, 200 years. And it's just a, it's just a <laughs> slow. It's a slow burn. It's a slow the burn. Irish don't leave though, man. The Irish stick it out. We uh, we were in town. Like it was, a, it was, it was the night before St. Patrick's Day, and we're all partying. And then next thing you know, it's it's midnight, and then everyone disappears. And we're like, where the hell did everyone go? Yeah. Bedtime. And then, uh, <laughs> well, the next day we're 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 walking it. We're like trying to find where everyone is. It's like town seems dead. We're hearing la la la, <laughs> like head towards that. We we pass by St. Patrick. Follow the singing through we're, the mountains. <laughs> we 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 pass we pass by St. Patrick's Cathedral, twelve oh one St. Patrick's Day Mass. Oh yeah. A.M. Yep. Wow. Just to get over with. Wow. <laughs> or to celebrate it early so you can celebrate it a couple more times later in the there day. There you go. Well, I mean, no, I mean, that's what it is to get it over with. To get a, like whatever your sober responsibilities are. <laughs> Dang. Well, then the and town then, also got hit by this biggest blizzard in 50 years right before we came. Nice. It was pretty awesome. Well, there's, there's nothing great than like a clergyman sitting up there going, I want to bless everybody with less hangovers. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun. Yeah. It was a good time, but yeah, it was. Uh, there, are it, th- there are three great craft breweries in that town, mm. <laughs> and and a distillery. There you go. That's all you really need. But it's, it's safer than drinking the water. Fair enough. The water. It's fine. Well, what are you, are you guys enjoying the beer that you are having right now? This one I'm having right now is dangerous. the Play Like a Pirate. <laughs> East Coast Double IPA, 8.6%. So yes. a perfect Yummy. second segment beer. It's something. <laughs> it's something. It's, uh, I have been told that a lot of uh, our high ABV beers are n- smooth enough to not taste like that. Dangerous. Yeah, it's very dangerous. <laughs> They're they're very drinkable, which can be dangerous. Well, so my philosophy is is every beer you make, with no exception, it should be drinkable. Even if it's a dessert beer, it needs to be drinkable. Not just alcohol, but like even if you're adding lactose sugar, it shouldn't be so cloying that you can't have another afterwards, right? It needs drinkability is something that not a lot of breweries think about, and I think that that is a rare. A rare factor, maybe not rare, but it is something that I think more breweries should pay attention to. I, I think it's not as prevalent as it could be. Sure. And I think a, a lot of successful breweries could be even more successful oh, 100%. if they made their really, intense. I would say, intense beers more drinkable 
so that people can have more than one and, and, and experience that. But now they'll go, hey, I like that. I want another. Instead of doing just to collect them all, right? right. There are people that will go collect them all and have a 10-ounce and be like, all right, I had it. And that's it. I mean, you can, breweries can have that, have one of those or a couple of those. But if you found your whole brewery on that, like, your regulars, those people that are going to have those easy drinkers or, like, even the 8.6 double IPA, it's an easy drinker. Like, of course, our bartenders and staff are very well trained to know when yes. to be responsible. <laughs> and all of, we've, we've luckily enough in four years have only had it's to a cut off, like, mug. four <laughs> people i think maybe four or five people people are very responsible um and we we make sure we pace everybody but like i it's very much like part of like my design and recipes and i would say our design and recipes because even when you were homebrewing dad i mean they were very drinkable even if they were 17 percent we heavies that was very drinkable <laughs> well that's that's the benefit of or at least the first of months. only doing 10 gallon batches the, the benefit of doing 10 gallon batches is like you can do what you want uh, this is not good i'm dumping it exactly and that exactly. And, that, and, and that you 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 really can't do that a lot in a Mm-mm. in a business setting no. because your roi on your ingredients would put you in a the, little high. in the hole really fast yeah well i mean when you start really wanting to brew some big 15 70 percent beers when you start doing the uh, the old cogs and you know <laughs> like putting a price tag on some of these things yeah. it, it's, well we have barrel aged beers we know. have all of our bottles i mean we have 10 one two no, we have eight right now. We have eight barrel-aged beers that vary from 7% because of a kettle sour aged in uh, Sauve Blanc and Grand Marnier barrels. And then we have, I think, uh, our highest is like a 12% uh, wee heavy aged in Scotch barrels. I mean, so we have, I, I very much, like, we, we have the range, right? I like having the range. Like, if people want it, we have it. And even the barrel-aged beers, drinkability, right? It needs to not just be so boozy that it is not beer anymore. It's like a low ABV bourbon. It needs to still be a beer and then have those wonderful flavors from the bourbon or, or rum or... I mean, we have a, a, our, probably our, like, biggest, intensest beer right now is the uh, Nan's Pie, which is a, a, a bourbon maple syrup barrel-aged... Uh, imperial stout blended with a blackberry brandy bar- imperial stout. <laughs> it's it's meant to be like pie. That's yeah. a palate blaster. It'll it it's a it's an intense beer because brandy has that really intense like fruitiness and like very like sharp warming alcohols and but then it's blended with that really nice mellow sweet of the maple that it works really nicely together all right let me grab one of those bottles and, uh, <laughs> we're gonna take a break when we get back <laughs> the segment's going to do nothing but get better so welcome to the drink of ages radio show <laughs> we'll be right back Hey 
guys, Bobby Harl from Backview Brewing here. Just dropping in to tell you about our new seasonal, King's Brow. A German Fest beer, perfect for Oktoberfest season, but still can handle this Texas heat. Available through the end of September, but while supplies last. So don't sleep on it. Go out and grab you some. Cheers. At True Anomaly Brewing, our greatest achievement lives in knowing that everything we've learned is yours to enjoy. While it may not be rocket science, we brew with the same detail and dedication learned while running mission operations for NASA. Taking risks is part of our DNA. We don't take them just to say we did. We take them because of the result. Bold brews we're proud to share with fellow adventure seekers. True Anomaly Brewing. Beer for the explorers. Get your tickets now for Wild West Brew Fest, voted number one beer fest in North America by BeerYeti.com for multiple years in a row. The weekend starts November 3rd for the K-Town Showdown. Friday, November 4th is the official launch party, and Saturday, November 5th is the festival. Over 500 beers from over 60 breweries, live music, lots of food, games, and three days of good times. Discounted hotels and tickets can be found at WildWestBrewFest.com. You do not want to miss it. WildWestBrewFest.com. Hey, it's James from Ingenious Brewing Company up in Humble, Texas. We are a small batch brewery open Wednesday through Monday with an air-conditioned tap room, hosting weekly trivia, monthly art markets, and many more family and pet-friendly events. Not in the mood for a delicious beer? Try one of our hard seltzers or a local cider or wine. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for a daily update on our tap list and daily events. Can't make it to the tap room? Just look for us at your local HEB, Specs, or any fine craft beer retailer. Cheers. Hey Houston, this is Bryce, 11 Below Brewing. I'd like to invite you to come out and see us. We're located just outside the Beltway up by Willowbrook Mall. We're open Thursday and Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday afternoon as well. And if you're lucky, you might even get a hug from Jeff while you're here. If you're looking for some great little fun beer to beat this Houston heat, Taco Tuesday is our jam. Got a little bit of lime and salt, super refreshing, and crushes this summer heat. You can find it at your local grocery stores and liquor stores. Check us out on social media at 11 Below Brewing. Our friends at New Magnolia Brewing have something special for the people that live around the brewery. If you live in the 77007, 08, and 09 zip code, stop in Monday through Thursday and get 20% off your tab. That's right, 20% off your neighborhood brewery. You can get the beer of the month, number two, Coastal Liaison, a cold IPA which has the best of West and East Coast IPAs all in one. It is about to be Oktoberfest season, so grab New Magnolia's Oktoberfest, a German-style Mars and Lager, beginning next week around Houston. Over 20 beers on tap at New Magnolia in the tap room and they are open seven days a week new magnolia brewing go check them out all right we are back on this is drinking baby's radio show here on espn 97.5 hanging out at southern yankee beer company sydney bradley just Porter, hanging out I'm in a good place, John. Man, I'm in a very good place right now. Uh, it's a very good place. <laughs> Eventually, you'll very, be able to smell through the radio oh, yeah. uh, the chicken wings and the hot sauce oh, and yeah. this beer that we're drinking. This, 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 this maple pumpkin barrel aged yeah. beer. Beautiful. So we're, we're finishing it out, right? So dessert, right? Uh, this is dessert. You're going to need to talk for like at least five minutes. I'm about to eat some wings. That's fine. So they're going to town on our, our cast iron like cooked slash not really fried because it's fried in its own fat and then uh, in the cast iron in the pizza oven with uh, homemade buffalo sauce delicious that's what that is but the dessert is a pumpkin beer and a lot of people like it's like one of those things where pumpkin beers you either like like them or hate them 
And like I, I like pride a lot myself. of them are like sucking on a cinnamon, a cinnamon stick, stick. which is horrible, overly spiced and just not pleasant. And then one one of our friends and one of our regulars who absolutely despises pumpkin beers, he tried ours. And I very proudly say that it, he claimed that it is the least offensive pumpkin beer that he's ever had, That's which I'll take that as yeah. a win. Because if someone hates pumpkin beers, usually it's because it's overly spiced. I think the the beer and the wings complement themselves. Oh yeah, very the well. sweet and the spice. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's that sugary sweet. You oh know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in my world. I love pumpkin everything. So I want pumpkin pie. I want pumpkin lime. I, I love pumpkin. I, I just, I'm the people that they joke about and all the memes. I mean, yeah. And I'm all right with it. Like, I will eat a pumpkin pie for breakfast. But the, I, one thing, I love pumpkin and I like pumpkin spice, but I think a lot of breweries think that just adding the pumpkin spice is enough. It's not. And it's not. Yeah, it's not. To me, like, you need to get the essence of what the pumpkin is there for. And I'm, I'm listen, I agree with you, John. I am from Connecticut, and in the fall, it, I become, like, classic white girl. And I embrace the hell out of it. I want apple cider everything. I want to go apple picking. I want pumpkin everything. I want to put, like, boots on and scarves, and I want to do it. Like, that's my thing. So when we were doing our pumpkin ale, I didn't just want to do like a pumpkin ale and spice it. You need to do like the, the like fire pits, the vibe, like the feeling of it. And a lot of that is that maple. The, so we aged it, our pumpkin ale, in a bourbon barrel that aged maple syrup that then aged our pumpkin ale. So you get some of the bourbon and the wood and the oakiness. And then you get some of that sweet vanilla maple smoothness that blends with the pumpkin beer itself with a little bit of spice. And I don't just do like pumpkin spice, I get fresh whole spices and then make our blend so that the spice is right every year and I adjust it every year so that it can be exactly what I want. So this comes back every year? Every year. So this is this, the one we're drinking is from actually from last year. It's and our, our, the one that we have in barrels right now behind us that one will be coming out of barrels in three weeks. And then we'll be bottling it, and it'll be ready in October. Also, these wings are fantastic. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep talking, Tom. <laughs> Got a mouthful. All right, down three. It's pretty delicious. The, uh, but, yeah. yeah. Pre, pre-planning. I ate my wings before the show. Yeah, you got to prep. Got to prep with the wings. Yeah. I was kind of hating you for giving us that garden pizza, but <laughs> <laughs> the pizza was good though. The, pi- the broccoli was awesome. Well, <laughs> I love broccoli on pizza. I'm not gonna lie, it might I, be I, that weirdo, but I love it. I, I sent a thing to my girlfriend, so right, good. who was uh, who's she's always like, "You need to eat more greens," and I was like, "Hey, look at this." <laughs> <laughs> so that is very much like my husband he was very much like i would hide vegetables in his food for a long time like i i very much like i have i can tell you right now that i have blended broccoli and put it in ground beef to make a burger because i was worried about his health i was like you need green things every once in a while and then now like he's finally started actually enjoying vegetables and it's wonderful because I can just cook and I don't have to worry about hiding things in his food. <laughs> See, I would be the opposite way. I was like, I guess as long as you're cooking it, 
You'll eat it? Yeah, I'll eat it. Oh, he'll eat it. <laughs> you need to eat your broccoli. Okay. He would definitely eat it, but oh, he would just give burger. me that face like uh, <laughs> right? vegetables. It would be weird to see like broccoli, broccoli in a burger. Doused in duck fat. No, you okay. didn't even see it. No, yeah. you, you hide it. Know. I mean, I would didn't still eat it. No. But it takes a lot for me to, especially once I start eating it, to stop and be like, <laughs> nope, I'm not eating that. And well, I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't even think that's ever happened in my life. I was about to say, what have you done? Yeah, I've been pretty much eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on his tombstone. John Demon, what didn't he eat? <laughs> so, on um, Samsung TV, and it's probably on a lot, but... Uh, they have a bunch of channels, and one of them's like Fear Factor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Fear Factor oh, lately. No. And I'm like, yeah, I eat that. Uh, there are so I'm like, I've tried a lot of things. Like, I've eaten bugs. And like, crickets have too many legs. I'm not a big fan of that. Pokes. A lot of it's like a lot of poking. Yeah. Not yeah. even that. It just like pokes you a lot. I've eaten like, it's just like some things, it's just like, uh, I'm good. I had giant snail in Ghana, mm-hmm. and I am not about that. I got very sick from that <laughs> yeah I've, I've been at, i've been at some diplomatic dinners but so i spent 32 years in the navy traveling all over can't quite and, refuse and when you go though. to another embassy and in some really impoverished countries and they are proud with the fare that they provide for lunch gotta eat it you don't have any choice other Munch than it. to partake. Yeah. Have a good time. In what they mm-hmm. eat. Be- and you yep. just, and, and, you know, the people I worked with, they gave us briefings where they would say, this is what you do. You choose to come or you choose not to come. And if you don't come, that's okay. But if you come, you better be ready to partake in what the yeah. local fare is. And as a result of that, I've been introduced some, to absolutely some wonderful flavors that I probably would not have tried. I believe But it. at the same time, there's a counterpoint there's to that. There's the other side of the, <laughs> uh, the pendulum. <laughs> that I wonder why people consider this stuff food. Yeah. So I'm going to bring that back around to beer. Because like, I feel like everyone has had that experience where you go to a brewery and the beer is not the greatest. Um, and they they exist, and I would say as professional beer drinkers or professional beer people, I and I tell like I tell everyone at the brewery if you go to another brewery you're representing us, 100%. So if it's not your flavor, learn the artful chug. <laughs> Get it down, pick something different. Yeah, there, there's been a couple, only a couple in my life where I'm like, nope. I can't even chug it, <laughs> but only a couple. But you, the artful chug. There's not. I mean, not many in Houston now. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Houston. Houston definitely. Um, there, there, there was one that I had a hard time drinking their beers, but now I, I don't have a hard time drinking their beers. That's great. They are much better. So, I was I was with Val at a place drinking a beer. <laughs> No, call it out. <laughs> Very vague. And, Keep it vague. And, and he, We're and he, all friends and here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, he, he did one of those, oh, my God. Nah. What is this? Oh. What? 
And then like, he had a, he had a, like, he, but, 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 but he wanted to solve the problem. Like, no, like, well, so, <laughs> and that's, that's the difference, right? So like, if someone. He, he was like, it's gotta be the lines, it's gotta be the thing. Hold on, let me go see your system. If explicitly <laughs> someone asked me, will you critique my beer? And I'm like, I will give you my honest opinion if you want it. Mm. Right? Cause it's not my responsibility to make sure that their business and what they're doing is right. Right? If they want to be doing, serving, whatever they're serving, go for it right but like if it if it could be if it's someone that i know i'd be like hey man just you and me like something might be wonky here this is what i'm tasting it might not be there it might just be my taste buds because every everybody's taste buds are different i mean i when we first opened we had someone who didn't like beer i i will never forget this because it scared it like made my butthole clench but she had she had a beer and she's like oh i taste vinegar and i was like well excuse me and so I went and pulled samples and gave them to like everyone at the bar, and I was like, "What do you taste? What what what's, what flavors are you feeling here?" And she was just crazy. Like there was no vinegar in that. No. But like I wanted to double triple make sure because I'm very much on quality and making sure that there are never off flavors in a beer. A, a, a lot of the quality check is done on this guy. <laughs> yes, where, it is. <laughs> where she brews something here, and taste it's this. like, hey. You you need to take you need to come down yeah. here and taste this. Well, that was that one time. I, I, I don't I don't know if we should dump it or keep it. And I taste it and it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I like that. That's good beer. Right. Well, and yeah. it, it's just it because there's buds. some style. She's the brewer, but there's some styles that she just doesn't prefer. Right. No. And I'm not an expert in. And you have to know yourself enough to know that like you can't necessarily decide this or that because of something that you might taste. And so that's when you do rely on people that enjoy those things or, or have, because I, like, listen, I'm, I'm a brewer that isn't just gonna brew exactly what I like to drink all the time. I'm gonna brew things for the guests and the people that come in and I want a variety of beers that 10 people can all enter and then all find something that they absolutely love, you know? And so we try and have light beers, you know, big IPAs. Oh, man, you have a great little tap wall going. I, I mean, we have 16 beers on all the time. And Al, Alex and I were talking. Alex is our business manager and my brother. And he was like, we should bring the tap list down to 14 so that when we have a beer ready, we just have an open tap. And I've been trying to put only 14 beers on. Yeah, it's been a whole lot of fun. Uh, if you've never been out here, you definitely need to come check it out. Um, if you're not, if you live in you know downtown area, or if you're visiting downtown Houston, go check out the Southern Yankee Craft House. It's on West Alabama, Southwest right across Alabama. from St. Thomas. Good old St. I, I lived a long time right across the street from St. Thomas. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Go get some, some some beers, some food, and then go walk around yeah. the mill for a little bit. Sure. You can. Some, that's so and fun. then if you're on the north side, you can come to the OG location or the brewery location. If you're flying into Intercontinental. There you go. Or out. Oh, yeah. Or out. <laughs> or out. Or out. We, get, we do get a lot of suitcases this is in a de- <laughs> This is a really easy pre-flight you know, pit stop. Way or, cheaper than you know, the airport. if you have a long layover for any reason, it's right. a quick Uber. We, we, yeah. did, we did a show at Ingenious, and, and they were like, it's a lot of suitcases. There's a lot of suitcases. There's <laughs> 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 certain breweries around the airport. <laughs> they definitely get it. Yes, yes. Uh, City Just, man, appreciate you guys having us out. It's been a whole lot of fun. Food, pizza, hey, that, that, I mean, 
I'll eat anything on a pizza, but I normally don't <laughs> order nothing but vegetables that typically don't belong on a pizza. Go. On a hey, pizza, I'm broadening your horizons. You did. I, I'm a whole. <laughs> I'm a different person. I'm gonna walk out of here, and I'm gonna see the whole world. Do you feel now. different? In, in a lot of ways. You are a pronoun <laughs> now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Now it's been fantastic. Check them out. Southern Yankee Beer Company, at Southern Yankee Craft House. Find them online. Come try it. Drink some beers. And, man, everybody be safe. You can listen to any of the old show sponsored by No Label. I know, Tom. I, I, it, I tried it to get it right at this point. Let's just, <laughs> let, let, just, just drive over this show. We're all full of chicken wings and barrel-aged pumpkin beer. I'm just happy, man. <laughs> I'm just like, happy. We need, we need to get the tickets to this beer dinner, and then we need to get a few more bottles to go. That's all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> One more beer, Tom. One, One more. more beer. Every time. All right. This is Drink of Ages Radio. We'll talk to you next week.